my story begins at 11 years old. Um, I didn't tell my family until I was 15. Sure. And it was more so, and and this is what I've studied as far as now being, you know, now owning a, a nonprofit and, and how to really help and facilitate with survivors that come on board with us. That period of time that I didn't tell my family, it was not because I didn't trust them, didn't, didn't you know, feel comfortable, didn't feel supported or whatnot. It was a, it was, a, I was in the stage of what did I do? Hey everybody, it's your girl Nikki coming to you this week with a very special episode of Let Me Find Out. This week we are talking about a topic that I think is not spoken about in the body of Christ enough, and that is the topic of sexual assault. We have subject matter expert Dex Smith on the show, and she gives insight on her organization, sexual assault, how to prevent it, and how to become an ally in the movement. So without further ado, check out this week's episode of Let Me Find Out. Hey everybody, my name is Nikki Washington. Welcome to another episode of let me find out a witty take on life and culture. This beautiful woman on your screen, I'm about to introduce you to, to very soon. Um, she is a sweetheart. We've met a couple of times and every time I've seen her, um, she's just always been so bubbly and effervescent and just full of life. But I was recently made aware of all the amazing work she does. And you know, on the show, we like to be advocates of uh, things that are in the community and being a champion's champion. So without further ado, Dexia Smith, welcome to the podcast. So, so glad to have you. Yes. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, we're glad to have you. I was amazed when I approved your website and saw all the work that you did. First of all, because you're so young and you do such amazing work. And two, that you stuck with the work even throughout school. Now, listen, <laughs> I done had some hobbies and some things that I was passionate about in college and high school. And that thing didn't translate on over to my, my older years. So for anyone who's not familiar with you, they don't know what you do. Can you tell us about the amazing effort that you do with AOSA and uh, what it's all about? Absolutely, Nikki. So yeah, as, as you mentioned, I started young um, and and we'll get to that, I'm sure, as, as the story of why I launched it. But um, AOSA, we like to call it uh, Advocates of Sexual Assault Awareness. And it really began um, as a women's study. So in my undergraduate, uh, I was a junior and at the University of North Texas. And um, our women's studies course, they got a, our semester long project was to get together and come to and find an idea or something that you all share together amongst your group. Our group for some reason got deep and we <laughs> ended up in sharing that we are all, we are all survivors. We all right. have a story. And so we're like, okay, ladies, let's, let's get together. What, what are we going to do? How can we make a change on campus? We came, we investigated, did some research, came to find out that there was not a survivor's advocate program on campus. And this is a campus of 36,000 plus students. And knowing how prevalent and how much uh, sexual assault awareness happens as far as one in four women, one in 16 men, we're like, okay, we need something on campus. Yeah, sure. um, the furthest survivor's advocate program or, or facility was about five to seven minutes away. And so as a college student in our mind, it's like, okay, if you don't have a car, if you don't have a vehicle or any means of transportation sure. to get to where you need to be, and when it when it happens, what are you going to do? Right. So uh, we went around, we met with campus police, campus faculty, we, we generated a, a petition that got over 500 signatures, even though on a campus of 36,000, it's like that was, uh, uh, it made noise. Yeah. 
because it did lead to national attention. We were interviewed by USA Today, Syracuse University, uh, the Dallas Observer. They coined us as the Quartet of Advocates. And so fast forward now that uh, UNT does have a survivor's advocate program yes. on campus now. Come on, Trailblazer. And, um, come on. All right. Yes. Let me find out. So <laughs> it's like, and so for that, it was like, okay, I, I wanted to keep going. So my senior year, I, I studied broadcast journalism. And so I got together three of the most amazing uh, fellow journalists that I had at the time with me in my class. And uh, we created UNT Speaks Out. And we were able to um, meet with three women that were that that were so gracious enough to share their stories on camera, and um, from there we did blogs and all that. And then that's when I began to share my story. Um, it, it, it's it's as as a survivor, you know, sometimes it's tough. You you've got to be able to feel who the person is when you're when you're beginning to okay, I'm gonna I'm about to open up this story to you. Sure. Um, because of the fact of hey some people may take it lightly some people may joke some sure. people just may not support you mm-hmm. and so as as I kept going I started to find other survivors mm-hmm. and I'm like okay let's make a support group let me I, I, I want this we we are still we are still beautiful we're still champions and even with the young men that I have on board it's like we are still us that power was not taken back away from us Absolutely. Let's let's reignite. Let's turn that pain into into passion. Absolutely. And so Advocates of Sexual Assault Awareness was born. Absolutely. What I love about the organization is, first of all, women of color doing it. Hello. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah snap it all way up. But but that um, like you said, you you didn't lose your power and you didn't let what's what could have been uh, turned into something that was completely negative and you turned it around. And so you're helping people that are, or maybe, or will be where you once were. Um, was it something that you originally were like, you know what, I, I don't want to talk about, or was it always, you were this brave and just like, you know what, I'm going to, I am going to do X, Y, and Z about this. Great question, Nikki. I, um, so actually my family, I, I, my story begins at 11 years old. Um, I didn't tell my family until I was 15. Sure. And it was more so, and and this is what I've studied as far as now being, you know, now owning a, a nonprofit and, and how to really help and facilitate with survivors that come on board with us. That period of time that I didn't tell my family, it was not because I didn't trust them, didn't, didn't you know, feel comfortable, didn't feel supported or whatnot. It was a, it was, a, I was in the stage of what did I do? Sure. Why, why me? Sure. Was I dressing in a way that was that made this person feel that he can approach me in such manner and 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 do such said things, or or you know so it was a lot of unknown, um, and so once I finally was like you know what I began to do poetry I started to write, um, and and that started to express and to release and I did spoken word and I even uh, won an award off of my pain, and so I was like you know what. Once my my family was like my what my parents actually came to a performance one time and my, my, they're like what well, hold on yeah. uh, excuse me ma'am um what's that about yeah. and um, that's when I was able to express uh, uh, what what happened to me and and you know of course dad super protective wanting to go you know and yeah. all that and yeah. the the risk you know, the understood reactions sure. of, of your child and, and just feeling like, wow, I was not there to protect her. Sure. Um, so even that in that stage of of healing with them and all that. So it, it, it was really more of a I, I just wasn't sure 
wasn't wasn't was questioning myself, questioning the act itself. And and but then once I started to really, you know, faith is really big in our family too, and and, and with God. And I really appreciate um, you know, my mom, my grandma, my dad, and all that that really helps to instill that. And so that 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 helped me to be brave to then, you know, here's this gift that you have. Mm-hmm. Let's use it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, so, that's, so that's what happened. So the bravery didn't start initially. It, it, sure. it, it progressed and sure. takes I, a village. It, it absolutely does. And I, and to the point that you mentioned, I think, um, in the faith community, which is a, a large part of our audience, um, we don't do a good job of having those conversations. And so what I love about your organization is that you're not afraid to have the conversation head on and you champion. It's the foundation of what you guys have started. Um, and my hope in, in, uh, doing this podcast is that people in and outside of the faith-based community, but morally in, because they don't have those conversations, will see that you need to have these conversations. Don't shy away from the uncomfortable thing. Healing is not just, it's not just one or the other. It's Jesus and therapy. Sometimes he is through a therapist. Sometimes it's miraculous, but you have to know there's a balance of both. We know that God is infallible, but he also sends conduits by way of resources like your organization, by way of therapists, by way of doctors, by way of psychologists and psychiatrists. And this season, we've had all of them on board. Um, What would you say first to uh, parents who um, maybe missed the signs, maybe um, didn't believe their kids? We're living in an era where we, you know, believe black women and uh, time's up and all this is going on. Um, and there might be some parent guilt that, that comes along with that. So first, what would you uh, say to parents? One, to recognize the signs if something's going on with your child and two, to kids to speak up if there's something going on with them. Cause we do have young people that watch the show as well. For sure. So, so to the parents, I talk to your kids. They, they are my, that's what made me so comfortable at 15 to tell my parents because of how hence from birth to, to when I was 15, they've always been real with me. Um, they've always made it a safe space. I've never been judged. I've never been, yes, I will make a mistake or, or, or whatnot, but it's like, Hey, let me come, come in, come in. Let me teach you. Let me, let me, let me refine. I'm, I'm not going to dig down on you. I'm not going to beat you down. I'm on your team. That's what kids need to, you know, what parents need to understand to give to the kids as far as I need you to be my teammate. I'm about to go out into this world, which whereas it, you know, they don't, the world don't love me like y'all love me. So I, it's so important to have that in my home. So that way, when I go out and things do happen or, 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 or you know, situations that may affect us and, and our, our ability to continue to survive and thrive, I know that I got that foundation yeah. and that's that parents. And, and on the flip side with the kids, do not be scared. Do, do you you never know yes they are your parents yes you may you know and, and now with these this generation with tiktok and social media and all that stuff it's like that those aren't your parents Absolutely. you know what i'm saying for the most part the your 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 biological parents or whoever your guardian your step parent or whomever is your person that is that is taking care of you believe and trust that they are doing the best for you that that they are going to give you that advice that is not to steer you away, not to make you or break, and not to break you, but to make you, to champion you, how you were saying earlier, that let each other be each other's champions. That mm-hmm. That's what I think is the biggest thing and what really helped me. Um, and other, another survivors that I've met, it's like, if that foundation is there, I'm able to facilitate, I'm able to be comfortable in talking and venting and take next steps to healing. What do you find the biggest hurdle is uh, when, uh 
meeting women who have been sexually assaulted and trying to help them to the road to recovery? Well, this is a good one. Um, as it, it, it's, I have to practice on the fact of that I'm a survivor. So sure. it's very triggering. It's, it, it's, it's hard. Sure. Um, when, when, when I, when I get a new person that comes in or when I get recommended, like, uh, people at work are like, Hey, I know you have a ghost. I know you do, you know, sexual assault. Um, my niece, you know, she, she just had something happen to her. I would love for you guys to connect. It, it It's Nikki. It really, it's like, yeah. hold on. I, I take a moment, you know, and it's like, okay. And especially depending on the age of the person, it sometimes they'll tell me and it'll be the exact same of what I went through. So here I am reliving it as well. Mm -hmm. But then I have to, you know, get that yeah. guard back up and, 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 and look to God and be like, all right, clearly you sent this person to me because you felt that I'm strong enough to handle and walk with them on their journey. So, so let me do it. And it's a, it's a lot of taking myself out of it. And I'm, I'm very empathetic mm -hmm. that I, I can insert myself in someone's shoes and feel it. Um, and, and so that's what helps me when, when women or, and men come to uh, AOSA or come to me and, and, and try to express a story to me. And I'm like, okay, well, here's, here's what we'll do. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to connect you with, depending on what location they're at. Um, Cause we're affiliated with a lot of local resource groups and whatnot. And we just are got connected in San Antonio. So it, it, it's, it's, it's just first, it's firstly, I feel, yeah. I feel, I feel them. I get, get into that mode and then, and then I, okay, let's, let's go, but let's, let's get our power back. Let's work together. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next year, but we just know you got somebody that's on your team actively that's been through what you've been through yeah. and it's going to support you through whatever. What would you like to see uh, the organization eventually fold into? What is like your, uh, your, in, obviously the end goal is that there'd be uh, no assaults, but what is the, in the interim, what are your markers? <laughs> Absolutely that, um, that's the end goal. But for me, it's, it's just to keep building, keep growing as far as getting our memberships and, and not not even memberships per se, but just keep getting survivors growing our village and just making sure that, hey, you are not alone. Like that, that is our biggest thing that we, in our community that we are state, that we state um, because of how, how much it happens, you know, with those, with those data, with those bats. So it's like, okay, my end goal is like, I, I don't, you know, the smaller the number, that means that means the advocacy and the awareness is working. However, the the more people that I have that are, yes, I have a story. Yes, I've survived. Yes, I'm I'm out here thriving. Boom! Here's a platform for you to come and, and share your space. So AOSA, we every in April, as I mentioned, Sexual Assault Awareness mm -hmm. Month, we host a benefit showcase, okay. and every person that's involved is a survivor. So it's your it's your time to come and let out let out some spoken word to come sing to come do some interpreted dancing to come you know play a, I had a violinist last year like it, it's so it's it, it's it's their way to be free in a space where I'm not judged I, there's people in the audience the, the founder is a, a survivor like that that's their space to be them um, so so that that's that's what we really do and what I I really hope to grow in the next five years is that benefit showcase and more of a platform for for survivors to be able to come shine. I love it. That is so awesome. I want to pivot um, in in closing out and I have a specific question for so we've talked about 
um, what sexual assault looks like, right? We've talked about some tools that you have access to and that you provide to help people to walk through the, the healing of sexual assault so that they can be survivors because they're already survivors, but they can know that they're a survivor, right? For the men who are yes. listening and watching and maybe, um, they, I mean, they're, they're not, um, they're, they're upstanding guys. They would never take advantage of a woman, but they're trying to figure out how to be an ally to the movement. What are some things that they can do to be yeah. allies to the movement? And um, what are some things they can do to make sure they protect themselves from being put in a situation where they are in that space? Yeah, yeah. Um, first, to, to be an ally, my biggest thing is if you see something, say something. Yeah. yeah, your homeboy, you see, you see her and you see him and he's getting, getting the girl drink after drink, say you're at a bar or something like that. And he's purposely not drinking, holding back so he can make sure that she, you know, stuff like that. You see something, say something. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's not that hard because for me, it's like, imagine your mother, imagine your sister, imagine your future daughter or daughters or nieces, you know, all of that little cousins, you would not want any of that happens to them. So it's like, let's be championing, champion your people, champion women by being like, hey, man, come on, dog. Or, you know, however yeah. you talk or however it is. <laughs> right, like, right. Come on. Like, right. You know that ain't right. You know, and then on the other side for them, as far as protecting themselves and because, uh, you know, some women are pretty aggressive. Some are, are you know, overstep boundaries and right. just feel because they're women and will will say to, oh, you, you, you must not like me or you must, uh, you know, we'll, we'll downgrade them. And it's like, hold on, you still stay in your, as, as the men, still stand your ground. Sure. Still, you know what you stand for. Obviously that woman is not, you're not meant to be around that type of person. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, set your boundaries. Don't, don't. And, and that's nothing. There's no need to get aggressive or, or, right. you know, like, hey, you know, push off or whatnot. Use it as an education moment. You know, the, the, the woman may end up being embarrassed. However, <laughs> you're, you're, it's right. like, hey, you're, it's two birds and one stone. You're really educating and, and protecting both. So yeah. that, that, that's, that's my biggest advice on that. That's so good. Education and protection, which is really the foundation. Uh, last question. What would you yeah. say to encourage uh, just women at large, whether they are a survivor of sexual assault or a um, sur survivor of just any other kind of abuse. We have a lot of people that have been physically abused in this space. Like, what would you say to those women who just need some encouragement right now? Yeah, yeah. Just my thing is find your find your person, whether that's God, whether that's a community that you, you're you're lifeline with, or with, whether it's yourself. Remember, I started with with a pen and paper, with a journal. So, so my advice is, is to find that person or that thing or that whatever to then help walk and build you back up. It's not, it's not, it's not quick. It's not an, an easy, just, all right, you know, you, you, like how we can just throw on some hair or whatever. All right, ready. It's, it's not that. It, right. it, it, it's, 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 trust the process, mm. trust the process and trust that it, it, because it happened to you, male or female, you know what I'm saying? It, it's there's a there's a reason there's I hate to say there's a reason but it's it's got in in my realm yeah you're being chosen to yeah. be that champion to be that soldier on the ground like hey I I yes I've been there yeah I've been there but look at me look at the God in me you know and so just 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 even and even hey if you're if if 
I, I know this is a faith-based um, um, platform and whatnot, but even if you're questioning like, well, what, then why would God let that happen Absolutely. to me? And, and, and trust, Absolutely. trust he ain't going to leave you. He didn't leave me. He didn't leave any of my other survivors. So it's, it's just trust and believe, meet your people and you, you, you're bound to heal. Listen, if people want to meet their people and they feel like, you know what, Dexia, you my people. <laughs> Wait, are like, you, are on, you, yeah, I, I, I love how, where can they connect with you in Dallas Fort Worth? This is one of your events. Like, tell us more about how we can connect to the movement. Yes. Yes. So we will be, um, so we kick off our, our, our next benefit showcase in April, 2024. So we don't have anything coming up. We just actually finished Tichella, uh, my cousin in San Antonio, hosted uh, this big festival for teachers to support. So we were just out there, we did, um, and we had our, our table out there and spread awareness. And in my day job, I worked for the Cowboys. And so um, I, I was able to um, use the, the tickets, the perks that I have and be able to use it to whereas I can give it off and raffle it off to some winners. And and we just we just had a game last night and, and my goodness, Nikki, um, Seeing that survivor there, she, you know, she she shared her story with me and whatnot. She had her family. This was their first NFL game. And it's like <laughs> us having that moment or crying or, or just the whole shebang of like that. That's what this is for. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. So we're uh, at Ayosa underscore DFW on Instagram. Uh, Ayosa DFW on Facebook. Ayosa DFW dot org is the website. And I'm at Famous Dexia. I'm the original Famous Dex. I know that's famous right. Dex, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but that that's where you can find us and keep keep up to date with what we got going on. You know what I love about you, Dexia, is of course you just delight when you walk into any room, right? But what I love about you, particularly as it relates to this work, is that you're passionate about it. And after all these years of doing it, it is still very evident that it is the cry of your heart in a good way, meaning you still have a burden, a heart's burden, a biblical heart's burden to see people blessed. That's what we call it in the church. So I don't know what they call it elsewhere, but we call it a burden. And um, it's a good burden. Now, there's scripture that talks about a good burden. And you can tell that you are really about seeing people heal healthy, healed, and whole in a space where we get desensitized and you can see all kinds of crazy stuff down a timeline, you can tell that this is really a part of your life's work. And so I enjoy seeing people who are really about what they say they're about, about their business, you know what I mean? And also really uh, sold out and committed to being better and helping people be better. Cause you could have just took your story, became the survivor that you are and went on about your business. But the fact that you're willing to go back and pour into people and say, you know what, I'm going to reach behind. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to say, no, you can't, you can't die on this field. We are survivors. I just want you to know your work uh, does not go unseen. I would love to see partnerships in faith-based communities. I don't know if that's on y'all's radar, but because, yes, yes. because you have such a way to articulate it in a way that I think is digestible for no matter who you are. And because again, um, they don't talk about it enough. They really don't, sis. And I really think we need people in those spaces who are willing to say the hard thing. I believe this is a season where God is elevating and raising people like you who are willing to say the hard thing and speak truth to power, no matter how uncomfortable it makes people. So I just want to encourage you to keep going. I just, I'm thankful for your light. I'm thankful for you sharing your wisdom and for your vulnerability on this podcast. I know it is a lot. From one sister to another, I see you. And I'm just so grateful that you shared your story. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. You know where to find her if you want inform more information on the movement. Please, please, please support. It's a worthy cause. And I think it's something worth sharing. So thank you again. And as always, you are tuned in to Let Me Find Out. Let me find out. Yeah, I'm with the best. Nothing more, nothing less. From the east to the west.